The Washington Commanders have made multiple moves in free agency, but were they the right ones? And which players should Washington have signed? All of that and more coming up next on the Next Gen Fan Podcast. This is the Next Gen Fan Podcast. Thank you for making us a part of your day. So the Commanders have signed a total of eight free agents so far. J.D. McKissick, Cam Sims, Cornelius Lucas, Andrew Norwell, Tyler Larson, F.A. Obata, Bobby McCain, and Joey Sly. Best signing they've made so far is J.D. McKissick. Uh, they signed him on a two-year, $7 million deal, and McKissick actually was, well, it appeared to be that he was going to go sign in Buffalo, when in fact, he ended up returning to Washington. So this is a good signing for the Commanders, um, because in the past few years, he's been in the top of the league in catches by a running back. The only people in front of him, in fact, are Alvin Kamara and Austin Eckler, so good company to be with. With the Carson Wentz being what appears to be the new starting quarterback in town, this is a very good sign for him, um, because not to um, ding any of the other receivers that Washington has, but they aren't spectacular. Curtis Samuel barely played all of last year. Deami Brown was a non-factor, just like almost everyone else. I would say probably the best receiver that they had on that team um, was Logan Thomas, besides Terry McLaurin, but unfortunately Thomas was hurt a lot of the year as well. So this is a very good signing for the Commanders, especially because they still don't have a viable number two receiver. Hopefully they can figure that out in the draft this year, or maybe, you know, Deami Brown can develop. But right now, you need to find, um, you need to keep J.D. McKissick around. This is a very good uh, signing for the Commanders, probably the best one that they have done all offseason, just because they don't have other good receiving options. And J.D. McKissick is a guy who can be that good out-of-the-backfield receiver who can make people miss and pick up first downs, as we saw throughout last season. Uh, the next signing was a receiver, Cam Sims. He resigned on a one-year, uh, $3 million deal with $2 million guaranteed. I like Cam Sims a lot. He's a guy who I feel like doesn't get a lot of opportunities. Someone who did in 2020, he played really well um, considering the chances he got, and I would love to see him get more opportunities as possibly a number three receiver. Um, unfortunately, he didn't play a lot last year. Uh, Deami Brown was mainly the number three receiver when he was healthy. So, good signing Sims. Last year, he had 23 targets on 15 receptions, 211 yards, and two touchdowns. So, not bad for someone who is a fourth, fifth string receiver for Washington. Now, the next player Washington has re-signed is Cornelius Lucas. He re-signed on a two-year, $8.2 million deal. And Lucas is a guy who is very helpful to this Washington O-line, um, especially with Cosme's injury issues last year. Unfortunately, Cosme was hurt, so Lucas was able to step in and played really well, as he has been doing for the past few years when Washington has had tackle injuries. Hopefully, you can have both um, tackles stay healthy, but if not, you know you have a um, good backup player in Lucas who can step in and play good football. So this is a good signing for the Commanders, a good depth position um, because they are lacking depth a lot of, in a lot of positions, uh, but especially on the O-line right now uh, with the release of Eric Flowers, which we'll get to later. 
speaking of O-line signings, the next signing the Commanders have made was Andrew Norwell. He played in Jacksonville for the last few years. Uh, he's a guy who's pretty average. Uh, good player, not a great player, but someone who is not really had too many injury issues. Someone who can stay healthy. So a good quality player that the Commanders got. He signed on a two-year, $10 million deal with $5.7 million guaranteed. With Eric Flowers' release, the Commanders needed to go out and get some help on the O-line, and this should be very helpful for the Commanders. Andrew Norwell did play with Ron Rivera in Carolina for one year before he went out to Jacksonville, so they have a little bit of experience together. Another resign that the Commanders have made was Tyler Larson, uh, backup center. He played a lot last year with um, the injury to Chase Roulier. He re-signed on a one-year, $1.1 million deal. Um, again, this isn't really expensive at all. This is a good backup center that has really helped out the Commanders last year. So a good signing for them. And now we're going to do the defensive side of the football. Commanders signed F.A. Obata to a one-year, $1.4 million deal. A good signing here by the Commanders. F.A. Obata is a guy who is an international player who really emerged with the Panthers, uh, with Ron Rivera in Carolina. And this is when he started to kind of break out a little bit. He is a good quality player, a good backup on this team, a good signing for this um, roster. But you would like to see him maybe get a few more opportunities and really try and show what he truly, what potentially truly has. And last year, one pass defended, 12 combined tackles, eight solo tackles, four assisted tackles, uh, three tackles for losses, eight QB hits, and three and a half sacks. So not a bad year for F.A. Obata. And this should be a good um, good signing for the Commanders, uh, especially because they now need D-line players after some surprising moves on the front office. Next signing is Bob McCain. He resigned on a two-year, $11 million deal. So Bobby McCain, he kind of is... He, he's a decent player. He's not great, and he's definitely not... He's not a bad player, uh, but he's in between good and bad. Kind of an average player, you know, someone the Commanders found uh, close to the preseason last year. You would like for them to go out and get someone else, um, you know, maybe uh, like a Deshaun Elliott, someone that the um, someone that was just signed actually by the Lions um, just on a one-year deal. Honestly, that could have been an improvement. So it makes sense for them to sign McCain just because he knows the defense, he knows um, all the plays, but they shouldn't value that over a quality player. It Just because someone knows the playbook, I mean, it's not like the other players can't learn it. He, he had a few good plays. I mean, he had three interceptions last year, and while that may sound good, the stats sound a lot better than what the uh, tape shows, and you would like for McCain to be he needs to improve. Uh, he's definitely not a starter in this league, in my opinion. This is not a good signing by the Commanders. I don't believe they should have signed McCain. I think last year he proved that he cannot handle being a starter consistently. Maybe a depth player, if that is their plan, then I totally am fine with that. But if he is going to start, the Commanders are going to be having more issues on the defense like they did last year on the back end. So this is... They, they, hopefully, he's going to be a bench player or a depth position. But if he is not, if he is going to start, then this is not a good sign for the Commanders at all. And latest 
uh, free agent signing was kicker Joey Sly, and I love this signing. Um, I'm a big Joey Sly fan. Joey Sly, during all of last year, he converted all of his field goal attempts, and he only missed one extra point attempt. A guy who was consistent, um, he's actually been on four different teams in three seasons, but once the commanders were able to pick him up, it seems like he was able to fix some of the issues he was having. And now, hopefully, the commanders have a viable option at kicker. Sly re-signed on a two-year, $5 million deal with $2 million guaranteed. So this is a good sign for the commanders, really in the kicker abyss for most of 2021. And they really needed to find someone who could be a viable starter and they wouldn't have to deal with those issues because while it may, I mean, it's easy for us to sit back here to say, oh yes, let's fire the kicker, get rid of the kicker, cut the kicker. But once you actually do that, I mean, the grass isn't always greener. And as Commanders fans found out last year, the kicker abyss is not, it's not fun. You do not want to be there. Um, so glad that they have hopefully found a quality kicker for the NFL, and this is hopefully a guy who they can keep long-term. So those are all of the free agents that Washington has signed so far, and coming up next, we'll discuss players that Washington should have kept. All right, so the Washington Commanders had multiple free agents that they did not re-sign. I'm going to run through that real quick. Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, kind of really a bummer. Um, I was looking forward to watching him play, and... You know, about six throws in, uh, he gets hurt for the year. So, really a bummer there. Um, DeAndre Carter, a guy that this is my, this is a signing that the Commanders really should have pushed more. Uh, Carter is a guy who really um, has been bouncing around the league for a while, um, but is a very quality kick returner and actually proved that he's a pretty good fourth and third string receiver, uh, catching a few touchdowns last year for the Commanders. He actually signed with the Chargers. Um, unfortunately, he signed on a one-year deal, so maybe the commanders can try and get him next season, uh, but they really should have tried to push harder. Um, I don't know who they're going to have kick returning and punt returning, uh, but this really was a good option. They finally had someone on special teams who was a threat. Um, Carter returned one kick return for a touchdown. Really dangerous in the return game, and unfortunately, Washington let him go. So he is on the Chargers now. Adam Humphreys, um, you know, kind of a... Decent receiver, made some good plays. Uh, this is the commanders; they can find other people like Adam Humphreys. Not a big loss. Uh, Ricky Seals Jones, a tight end. Uh, Ricky Seals Jones played well down the stretch, actually, of last season, and I would have liked to see the commanders keep him, especially with the Logan Thomas injuries. Uh, you don't know how he's going to be doing next year. Hopefully, he can come back, but if not, all you have is you don't have Ricky Seals Jones anymore, and. I mean, now you're stuck at looking like guys like Tamaric Hemingway. I would have loved to see them resign Ricky Seals-Jones. Uh, he did resign with the uh, Giants, so that is off the table for the Commanders. Brandon Sheriff signed with the Jaguars. We all knew going into this offseason that Sheriff was going to sign a big deal uh, somewhere else. Um, with two straight franchise tags, it would have been the Commanders would have it would have been really dumb for them to make a offer for Brandon Sheriff. Um, so I'm glad they did not re-sign him. I would have loved to see him stay here, but the uh, commander's front office had already really mishandled that situation badly. So that is, he is now down. Jacksonville signed a three-year deal with the Jaguars. 
Eric Flowers, and this was a surprise release by the Commanders. I really don't understand this move. After trading for Carson Wentz, you don't, they still had cap space, and they didn't need to start cutting players. Uh, but they did. They cut Eric Flowers, and then they also cut Matt Ioannidis. So not only are they now needing de uh, depth position at guard, but also a position of strength, the defensive line, they now need depth players there as well, because not only did you lose Ioannidis, who signed with the Panthers, but you also lost Tim Settle, who signed with the Bills. So this really, these moves don't make sense to me at all. Washington, just because you're low in cap space, it's not like they signed any big name players. Everyone they signed is on a two or one year deal, and they're really not making that much money. So Matthew Ioannidis is a guy I really like. I think that they definitely should have kept him, um, considering the fact that they were not going to uh, re-sign Tim Settle. But also, getting rid of Flowers, now you're looking at, okay, we can go out and sign players, but we had a good, viable starter in Eric Flowers. Um, and actually, the O-line was doing re really well last year. I, those are two moves that the Commanders have made that really do not make much sense. Um, they had depth at positions, and they're just getting rid of depth players, which they don't need to do. John Bostic did not get re-signed. John Bostic, you can find another John Bostic. Uh, he's a good guy, um, really great leader in the locker room. He's everything you want in a player except a good football player. Uh, so this, I mean, you can, you can find other guys like him. This isn't a big loss at all. DJ Hayden and Daryl Roberts, two corners, they aren't going to miss these guys. Again, these are kind of just scrub backups. They can find other players like this. Landon Collins and Shazer Everett, both safeties. So, Landon Collins, uh, this move makes sense. He was expected to get a lot of money, um, especially on the cap. And with the Carson Wentz trade, it did not make sense to keep a guy who was underperforming on a big contract. So, the Commanders cut ties with him, and that made sense. And then, and so the Commanders, those are the, that's the full list of players they did not re-sign. And so, when it comes to their depth. Washington really kind of is lacking there, especially, you know, at the safety position and at the D-line. Uh, also at O-line, however. So there are a few players that I think the Commanders really should have pushed harder to get. Um, they didn't really make any big splash moves, didn't really spend a lot of money anyway, which really kind of made the Eric Flowers and Ioannidis moves look really, really bad because if you're going to move players around and make cap space but then not sign anyone you just really kind of put yourself in a disadvantage because you're giving away good players without getting any good players back as far as free agents washington should have signed marcus williams um really quality safety uh, for the saints he signed five-year 70 million dollar deal with the ravens with 37 million dollars guaranteed this really could have secured up the safety position pair him with Cameron Curl and you have a good duo in the back of your defense another safety Jordan Whitehead again so Marcus Williams is more of your higher end safety but there's also these lower priced quality safeties um like Deshaun Elliott or maybe Jordan Whitehead Whitehead signed with the Jets for two years uh, and 14.5 million dollars again a quality safety put him with Cameron Curl and you have a good duo in the back but the commanders, instead of trying to upgrade, decided to stick with a guy who knew the playbook and Bobby McCain, and I believe that will put them at a disadvantage this year. As far as the offensive line goes, 
um, a good guard from Chicago, James Daniels, signed with the Steelers for three years and $26.5 million. This is a young guy, but he's only 26 years old. You sign him, get him to a four, three, four-year deal, and you have a good starter, um, a guy who really didn't have too many injury issues and has played well in the NFL for his career. This is a good signing. If the if This would be a great signing if the Commanders could make it. Fortunately, however, Daniels had already been signed by the Steelers, and then the Commanders had released Eric Flowers, which, again, if you're going to release free agents and you know you're going to trade for Carson Wentz, Washington had made the Carson Wentz trade before free agency opens up. So if you know you need cap space, release the free agents before free agency starts so they can start shopping. It doesn't make sense for them to wait until a lot of the big name free agents are gone to then cut your players and be like, oh, okay, let's just wait a few days, cut our players, wait till all the good players are gone. No offense to the people they signed, but they need to they, they needed better players. And James Daniels is a guy, good quality starter, who they could have gotten if they had planned this out correctly. But instead, they had to mess it up. And their lack of planning led to a lot of errors and a lot of issues that they're now facing. As far as the defense goes, uh, Miles Jack, a good linebacker who they could have signed. Um, there are other linebackers out there who they could have gotten. I like Jack. Um, I think he could have been a good fit for the Commanders. Um, he signed a two-year deal with the Steelers. So this, again, could have been a great opportunity for Washington to sign some good quality starters. But instead... Again, to the, due to the lack of planning, they were not able to fully uh, capitalize on the um, wealth of free agents in this free agency class. And so now they're going to be looking to fill those holes with less known players, which they have done. They've done that before. Uh, look at Logan Thomas, a guy who really, uh, you know, kind of just some, some scrub who was picked up and was turned into a really nice piece for the commanders. But... It doesn't hurt to go get the big names, the guys who are reliable. You don't want to make your living off of these smaller, lesser-known free agents. And while it is good when you hit these, a lot of times you don't. A lot of times you miss on these guys. And it's better for you to spend the money, buy a good, reliable player, and then you can not have to worry about that position. So the commander is going to have to fill these needs in the draft, but... That is recap of the free agency moves that the commanders have made so far. Here at Next Gen Fan Podcast, we salute our armed forces, uh, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. Thank you for listening. God bless you, and God bless America.